Hi, I'm Cody Elaine Oliver. I created the popular Black Love docuseries with my husband after seeing the lack of Black people in media and entertainment in happy, loving relationships. We were actually being told there was a Black marriage crisis. So I asked Black people who were married what it takes to make their marriage work. And after more than 200 interviews, I've heard it all. So buckle up and enjoy getting the full story directly from the couples themselves. This is Black Love, The Interviews. So how we met is really a he said, she said story. We met when we were 19, and you should take over the story from there. Well, we went in 1984, John Wanamaker's department store in Center City, Philadelphia. <laughs> I was a inspector wearing a red jacket as security guard for John Wanamaker's, and Deneau was a sales associate yeah. in working, the budget gallery. Working part-time through college, yeah. And when I first saw her, I was, I was blown away by her. And, uh, other guys are blown away by her too. But I was the first one to ask her out. And she said yes. Yeah. And so we went to go, you took me to see Purple Rain when it debuted in July, 1984. I would never remember that. In North Philadelphia, the only thing I remember about that was you kissed me. Yeah. yeah. And I remember seeing stars. <laughs> Cause I was her first boyfriend. My first. He was my first kiss. Um, he took my virginity. It was, it was awesome. So when he first asked me out when I was 19, I, you know, I, I grew up a nerd and didn't really have any boyfriends. No one asked me out. I don't know if it was because I was a six foot one female or, or what. And so when he asked me out, I said yes, because no one else was asking me out. <laughs> yeah, there was no one else. There was nobody was asking me out. At a time where all my friends had boyfriends and, and all those kinds of things. Through so high school, I didn't have anyone. And so when I got to college and Bobby asked me out, I was I was beyond thrilled and happy. So was I. And fell in love. The one thing I remember about Bobby 33 years ago, um, and I, I don't, I don't, I'm not used to calling him Bobby. His nickname to me is Lovey. But the one thing I remember about Lovey are his eyes. And I remember back then just, you know, just being able to gaze into his eyes. And so even now, when I look at him and I look into his eyes, it takes me back 33 years ago. Yeah. yeah. You know, and she didn't remember a lot of things no. about a relationship, uh, but she had roommates back in college and they remembered more things yeah. than she did. Yeah. But one of the big things, you know, back then making $4 an hour or whatever it was back then. But whenever I would come over, I'd always bring food for all the college girls that were in there. Yeah. I had the pizza, Chinese food, or KFC was around the corner up in West Philly. So I, I would always food for them. So my roommates loved him because yeah. he always came with like, you know, food to feed us and that's what they remembered. <laughs> that was us when we were 19. 19? Yeah. And so we're both 50. Well, I'm 52 and you're 51. Oh, okay. I'll be 52 in a few weeks. <laughs> and so we dated for almost a year. I didn't tell my dad. My my dad knew because she dropped her license in my dad's car that I was using. Yeah. Yeah. And back then, times were different. And our, our parents grew up different ways. And my dad wasn't into interracial dating. Yeah. Uh, I lived in their house. 
through my dad's car. So I kind of had to abide by his rules as much as sure. as I hated it. We did break up after almost a year of dating. Yeah. One of the things she didn't know back then that she knew now that I, I stalked her. <laughs> Not really stalked her, but I would drive by her apartment. Because, you know, I, I, I really loved her back then. She was probably my first true love. That's the first time you've ever said that. Well, you were. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, and I, I would drive by her apartment and... Even when I was going somewhere, I'd make a special trip just to drive by, hoping I'd be able to see her. But you know what? I thought, so I remember working at my part-time jobs and um, seeing him walk by the storefront and waving and thinking, oh, what a coincidence. Yeah, of course. I didn't actually. realize he was stalking me. <laughs> and then you became friends with my friends. Yep. You keep tapping me, but there was no internet back then. Right. Yeah. And so when I graduated, you lost track. Right. Lost yeah. track of me. The breakup was hard. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it was nasty. No, but it was. Uh, it was something that I think that we both knew. Well, your mom knew. His mom knew I was black. So when I would call back then, his mom would be really nice and would talk to me, and she knew I was black. His dad didn't, um, and I never told my dad that I was dating him because my dad. At one time, I had a Cuban roommate, and my dad was like, "She's too white." <laughs> so. I kept it a secret from my from my dad. My grandmother and my mother met him. Yes. Um, and they loved him. I remember driving home. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when he told me that his dad had a problem with me because basically because of my color, the color of my skin, I thought we're done, we're over. Mm -hmm. and, and as much as I loved him, as much as he was my first love, I knew there was no future to it. And for me, you know, I, I want to say that I was hurt, but I don't think I felt hurt as much as I felt this is wrong. I agree. I was angry. It was wrong. I was being judged and his father didn't even know me. So I thought, we're we're over. Yeah. And I remember him saying to me, but well, let's sneak around. Like we can <laughs> we can sneak around. We can make this work. And I was adamant. I was like, no, it won't work. It won't work. So I loved him. I never stopped loving him, but I just knew that we wouldn't have a future. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why when I saw him later just show up, um, whether it's my job or one day was really creepy because I was walking and I remember turning around and here he is in his dad's car driving, I'm following me like on Chestnut Street. And I'm like, what the? Yeah. He's like, hey. I think that was more of a coincidence back then. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so that was difficult. That was difficult. But for me, it was done. It was over. I, I think it was difficult because of the, the time. Uh, you know, and, and my age being young, I'm, I'm living at home, making probably three or four bucks an hour after the minimum wage was back then. So I, I kind of had to go by what my parents said. That, that's what I was taught. I mean, you live in your parents' home, you go by your parents' rules. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I remember going to your part-time job. So I remember you working as a parking lot attendant. Parking lot attendant. And I would look forward to being able to visit him if I was in town and, and going to the little parking lot booth and say hi. But I remember yeah. not being able to stay long because I still loved him yeah. in my heart. You know, my heart still yearned for him. So, um, I, I think I caught myself being cool. Like, I knew, I knew he still had it for me. Of course. Yeah, so I'd come in, make sure I was all, I look nice, and I'd come by and say hi to to him while he was working part-time. Yeah. Danelle made a, a lasting impression on my life. Um, I, I always had feelings for her. Mm -hmm. And I was never much into technology 
And then someone taught me how to use a computer and sign up for like, I think it was MySpace was a thing back in the day. And I would search for her, but I could never find her. And she was, she was, she was always in the back of my head. Always, always. So I, I can't say I thought about him. Um, I had pictures of him that I held on to. Um, so I remember just when I got married, I, I was married for 12 years and, um, finding a reason to go back through my old photographs of friends and of course being able to look at pictures of him but not really realizing that I feel like that love was in there but I never it's not like I entered my first marriage and said you know I'm only doing this because Bobby's not around so you know I had relationships and got married um, got married thought I was going to be married forever and was married um, for 12 years that did not work out and I can tell you that as soon as I got divorced, it, in fact, as soon as my first marriage ended and the divorce was finalized, I got on Facebook and I looked for you. I looked for you. <laughs> and I found you. You found me. Yes. I found him. Yeah. I, I couldn't him. find her because her married me. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I'm just Robert Dudo. But I also found all my other boyfriends. Because I did. <laughs> Like, I was just looking up everybody. Now, I don't now like... you tell me. <laughs> but I did find him, and we started talking. That was about... The minute you found A little it. over seven years ago. Okay. That I got uh, a friend request from you. Yes. And, of course, when I clicked on her profile, I said, I mean, she looked exactly the same as she did when she was 19 years old. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure I just burst with a big smile and... Yeah. Um, I remember that she did find me and it was probably seven and a half years ago and, and those conversations were, were brief because we were both in relationship at the time. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. We were both in... So, so but you were at the library. Tell the library yeah. part of the story because you had just moved back to Philadelphia. You were getting free internet at the library mm -hmm. and then you get this face, this friend request for me mm -hmm. after how many years, 27 years? After, yeah, yeah 20 something years, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And So he sits there for 30 <laughs> minutes staring at my picture because he can't believe after 27 years, Absolutely. there I am. And he only had 30 minutes at the library because it was free. So he had to wait 24 hours to the next day just to accept my friend request. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and here, I send him a friend request and I'm waiting and I'm thinking, oh, I wonder if I'll ever hear from him. Yeah. 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 But as soon as I, as soon as you friended me, we, we started messaging. We started messaging. We started yeah. messaging. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's like, how's it going? I'm like, how are you doing? And so we catch him because you had just gone through a bad marriage as well. Yeah. I mean, it was really, it was really blase because like I said, we, we were both in relationships. So just, hey, how you doing? I mean, you look the same as you did 19 years ago or or. 20-something years ago when you were 19 years old. And I mean, I was amazed because, I mean, look at her. She looks like she hasn't aged at all. I was living in Northeast PA. In, in Philadelphia. I was living just, in South But you had just moved back to Philadelphia I just moved back from, from Boston. New England. From yeah, New, from New England. England. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting that um, we had both, didn't speak for 27 years. We had just both ended marriages. And he, you pawned a ring because you didn't have any money back then. Well, that was that was later on, right? Was it later on? Well, it was it was about six months before we started chit chatting. Yeah, seriously. 
I bought him a ring when we were dating. Did it have your initials on it? Yes, an, an, an initial ring, and um, he held on to it. Mm -hmm. No matter how tight times got, he held mm -hmm. on to it. And he gets to the pawn store, and he has to let it go because he needs the money. Mm -hmm. And he lets it go, but he promised. And you told the person at the store, "I'll be back for that." No, no, oh, you didn't. No, when I had some financial issues and. And when I got there, I had a few gold rings I was selling, and he offered me some money, and and I just stood there, like you know, for for that ring, that meant a lot because I, from her, and I had to sit there and I think about it and think about it and think about it, and I said, you know, I, I need the money right now, so I, I let it go, but it was it was extremely difficult to let it go. Yeah, and and so I tell him, and now, I held it for yeah. twenty-seven years, and I tell him now that I believe that he had to let that ring go because it was the only thing he had of me yeah. in order to get me back. Yeah, I really believe yeah. that. I truly believe yeah. that. Yeah, and it happened. It did absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I never wore the ring, never wore the ring, but always kept it. After um, we started corresponding through Facebook, he he started saying, "Meet me." <laughs> Come meet me. I said, come to Philadelphia. Yeah. And I was about two and a half hours away from you. About two yeah. hours. And he's like, come meet me for lunch. I see you got a fancy car. I would I want to ride in your car. No, no, no. You had mentioned you had bought a new car for your, for your birthday. Yeah, on Facebook. And he was like, oh, I see you bought a new car. Yeah. I want to ride in that car. Yeah, like, he's just, and I'm like, no, because I'm thinking I just got divorced. I'm dating someone else. I'm doing yoga. I'm doing all these things. I felt like my life was full. And I'm like, no, I just wanted to know that he was well. I knew that he was yeah. well um, and, and continued to kind of correspond every now and again. But I really had no interest in meeting him for lunch. So we started corresponding and, mm -hmm. and even been corresponding we probably only chatted once every three or four months yeah. just to check in and that went on for a solid year mm -hmm. and um one of my yoga girlfriends asked me to meet her in florida i was living in pennsylvania and wanted me to go skydiving and i kept saying no 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 actually she was living in california and wanted me to meet her in florida to go skydiving and i said no 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 and then finally i have this dream of me floating in the air and i go i call her up and i say i'm in it i'm gonna go meet you in florida and go skydiving and so i go skydiving and i pay no attention to what they tell you because they say you will die five times i pay no attention to that we jump out the plane I land wrong, I land on my knees, slide 15 feet. You can hear my MCLs popping in the video. Mm -hmm. Come home in a wheelchair and <laughs> drive straight to the knee surgeon. He's like, um, I'm gonna flip a coin because you made your good knee bad and your bad knee worse. And that night when I went to sleep, I had the most profound dream. So I feel that the skydiving, that changed my life. Because in that dream, I dreamt that Bobby walked me home. Just no reason. I was in this dream and there was just so much depth to the dream. It felt real. So when I woke up that morning, I messaged him and I said, hey, are you okay? And he goes, yeah, why wouldn't I be? Yeah. And I go, well, I jumped out of a plane. I sprained my knees and it changed my life. And I had a dream that you were walking me home. And he says, that's because I wanted to make sure you got home safely. And that's when I realized he was still the same man that I fell in love with 27 years ago. And so then he said, meet me for lunch. And I said, okay, I walk funny. I'm walking like a zombie because <laughs> I need knee surgery. And he goes, I don't care how you walk. Just meet me for lunch. And so I did. 
a man for lunch. Yeah. And um, probably what a week later, yeah, week something later, like, something I, like that. Yeah. I meet him for lunch. I pick him up at the at the train station. He gets in the car and he starts. Like I'm driving, he's poking me in my arm. I'm like, what's wrong with you? And he was like, I can't believe you're real. Yeah. Yeah. We had the most amazing lunch. Mm -hmm. 10 minutes into the lunch, I put my fork down. I'm sitting here, he's sitting here, and he goes, what's wrong, is your food okay? And I go, yeah. I go, can I have a kiss? And he goes, a kiss, me? And I go, yeah, because all I can remember <laughs> was, I'm like, wait, wait a minute, what am I doing? This man was the most amazing kisser. He licks his lips, <laughs> we get up over the table, we kiss, and no kidding, I'm like, oh my word, those lips are so soft. And um, we put our forks back down and we continue to talk and have a great lunch. That's my version of the story. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much how it works. Was yeah, it? Okay. Yeah. And it didn't used to be your version. <laughs> that's the true version. We get it. in the car, it was a lovely lunch, and um, I take him back to the train station and we said goodbye and I remembered looking at you through my rearview mirror as I drove off and he was wiping his face. He was sobbing. And I remember I to go. it broke my heart. I was like, and I didn't know why he was crying. I'm like, I'm because I associate crying with being sad. And I'm like, I wonder why he's crying. He probably thinks like we're never going to see each other again. Yeah. yeah. And, and he was just just wiping his eyes. And, and as soon as I got to a place where I could call him, I called him. And so we talked probably yeah, the majority talked, of the yeah. way home. Mm -hmm. um, and he said, meet me again, meet me again. And so I agreed. The next Saturday I drove yeah. down. We went to a movie. Went to a movie. Yeah, we went pizza. to a movie. We had pizza down in South, South Philly. Philly. Yeah, South it was a great day. Oh, I told him then, yeah. I don't know if I'll see you again because my company is going to be relocating me. I'm having knee surgery. Right. And then knee after surgery. knee surgery, I'm going to be relocated. I don't know if I'll see you again. He said to me, well, who's going to take care of you when you have knee surgery? And I'm like, I don't need to be taken care of. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and that just didn't dawn on yeah. me. And he said, um, I'll take off from work. I'll come take care of you. I'll take a bus to where you live, yeah. which was like a four and a half hour bus ride. Yeah. And so a week later, he shows up on the bus. Yep. He shows up on the bus. Um, Took you to the hospital? The day before, he shows up by bus the, the eve of my surgery. Um, the next morning, I get up early. We go, to the, we go to the hospital for surgery. And I remember the nurse coming into the room because the room had a glass window, like the holding room. Yeah. And I was on the bed in my little night, my little hospital gown. And he was sitting on the wall. The nurse couldn't see who I was talking to. And the nurse comes in, she looks at him and she goes, I had to come in to see what was causing you to have such a great smile on your face? She goes, we're prepping you for surgery. She said, and you, she was like, we haven't given you any drugs. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's my, it's my old boyfriend. I said, he's here to help you take care of drugs with me. Yeah, help take care of me. And come to think of it, you know, my dad has said that there is nothing like the light in Bobby's eyes when I first walk into a room. Yeah. So I think that's what it was. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. So he was great. He was a great nurse. So mind you, I hadn't seen this man or talked to him in 27 years, you know, and he came and took amazing care of me. He fed me, clothed me, bathed me, got me in and out of the tub. And at the end yeah. of that week, I think it was like four or five days, he had to return back to Philadelphia. And that's when I told him, um, I'm, I'm moving. I'm moving to Virginia. And he goes, I don't want to go another 27 years without you in my life. And um, I said, I, all you got to do is ask me. And I said, come, come with me. 
And he goes, are you sure? And I go, no. <laughs> exactly. And, right. and he rolls his eyes. He's like, that's not how the story's <laughs> supposed to go. He goes, but yeah. I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to come with you. Yeah. And so he literally moved into my house in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. got it ready for sale. I moved, I relocated to Virginia. And um, within a few months, um, he moved to Virginia with me. Mm-hmm. And we bought a house and got engaged. Yeah. At first, I thought she wanted me to move in with her because they get the house in order. Because <laughs> it was a lot of work getting that house in order while she's in Virginia and I'm back at the house. So, you know, <laughs> it was a huge undertaking. It was a lot of work. Yeah. 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 When I first saw her, it was like the 27 years hadn't been there. It was like discontinuation. I fell in love the very first day again that we met. She's an amazing person. And getting to know her over the next couple of months just reaffirmed that for me. And uh, I, I wanted to be with her. And and, and we've been since. It's you know, it's bliss. so funny that he said that because while I remember before our first date, after the 27 years, he was asking me all these questions. And he's like, what's your favorite soap? If you could have lunch with someone, who would it be? And I thought I felt the test when I didn't like Irish Spring. <laughs> I remember you thinking, well, we're, we're a little different after 27 years. But it was like getting to know her all over again. Because it had been yeah. 27 years, yeah. but it didn't feel like it. Yes. So I wanted to know yeah. something about her. Yeah. Even on that very first day. Yeah. Once I got divorced after 12 years, I said, I'm never getting married again. Never. I'm mm-hmm. done with marriage. Um, I felt like... You know, I had to learn how to love myself, which I didn't love myself. I didn't know what it meant to love yourself. And, and so I took that into my first marriage. And so I felt like I was just my life was abundantly full and um, didn't have any room for anyone else. So when I met him, I remember having this feeling of connection and love, but never felt okay. like we were going to this is the one we're going to get married. Yeah, it probably wasn't until he moved with me to Virginia and we decided to make a life together. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think at that point I was thinking, oh, we're just going to live together and, you know, love each other. Mm -hmm. And then you proposed. You proposed when we lived in Virginia. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so we got married twice. (laughs) We got married with at the Justice of the Peace with my father being our best man on my father's birthday. Actually, you asked my father for my hand in marriage. Yes, you forgot about that part. That was funny. Yeah, so we go back to Philadelphia and um, we're eating at a diner Mm -hmm. and I run to the restroom as my father and my sister and I come out of the restroom and everyone's looking at me weird. Because she had no idea what I was going to do. No idea. And and I I believe it was my idea because I wanted to get her father's permission to marry his daughter. He was very appreciative of that. And he gave me his blessing. Yeah. So when I come out, everyone's looking strange. My dad has tears in his eyes. My sister's looking at me like, I don't know. Um, And I have no idea. Three days later. I'm like, stop crying. Stop giving it away. (laughs) (laughs) Three days later, he, once we're back home in Virginia, he proposed. Yeah. And that's when he told me, he goes, Hey, I asked your dad. And so when I called my dad, my dad, my sister's side of the story is that dad was so excited. It was almost as if Bobby had asked to marry my dad. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Obviously, my dad's older now. And uh, we did go visit my dad. 
and I think uh, I'm, I'm positive before we went to the him, he knew that Denel was black, and, <laughs> you know. And he, at least I hope he did. And he's he's a lot less. I don't know the word I want to use. But he, he's more open nowadays. Yeah. He's more open nowadays. And the stereotypes and, and all those kinds of things yeah. are... As a matter of fact, um, my father-in-law doesn't remember any of the things that he said. Um, 33 years ago. Yeah. Or running a license in the car. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> remember that. He, said, he, I mean, he doesn't remember. And his, my father-in-law is amazing. I mean, he loves me. Yeah. Um, I think he actually loves me a little more than he loves him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and so whenever we're together, he talks my ear off, and he hugs me, mm-hmm. and he kisses me. Mm-hmm. So my father-in-law is amazing. Yeah. Were you nervous going back into that though? I think a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I, I little was. Bit. I mean, it was yeah. constant questions of, or is, is this going to be okay? Yeah. You know, and not only his dad, but the, the rest of his family, because he has two daughters and, mm-hmm. um, you know, is everyone going to be okay? And, you know, I know he had to filter a lot of questions and, and those kinds of things, but as soon as I connected with everyone, it was great. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. We've even had his youngest daughter and her mother come stay with us in Virginia. In and, Virginia that, yeah. and that was amazing. Yeah. 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 So it's, it, it fits, it works. My father adores Bobby. And you, one of the things that I never gave um, consideration to was the fact that Bobby's from Philadelphia and what that means mm-hmm. to my family and to my yeah. dad. So there's so many things that were just natural that they could connect with Absolutely. and talk about and, you know, diners and sports. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. um, the so connections. Yeah. So there was an immediate connection. Right. Um, they're best friends. My dad, right. my dad loves them. Yeah. I think for my family, my family sees how genuinely happy I am. My first marriage wasn't the best and I wasn't always happy and they see how happy I am and I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. So I'm not, when you were talking about his daughter, were you talking about how they may have perceived you in terms of being black? Yes. Black? No. No. For me, it's black. You know, how's everyone um, going to relate to me because I'm black, because I'm different? Um, And there was no one else in your family that was, that had married someone that was black. Right? No. Yeah. Yeah. So bingo, I'm it. And I'm like, (laughs) and I almost wanted to develop a callus. I almost wanted to say um, and assume that they're going to have these stereotypes and they're going to put me in a box. And um, they didn't. It was the complete opposite. It was. It was was completely opposite. Yeah. Especially with the daughter. Can you tell us how many now because you guys got engaged fairly quickly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. within a year, yeah, yeah, yeah within when a year. Did you say, uh, well, I, I, I believe my daughters found out from a picture on Facebook, so they were, and the black thing never came up. They were like, oh, so you got a new girlfriend. You didn't tell us about her. <laughs> I'm like, what do you tell me about all your boyfriends? <laughs> <laughs> right. So I figured they're, they're on Facebook so they can say so. It was probably my fault for not saying that. But the, the black issue never came up. Because, I mean, she, she's beautiful and they acknowledged that and they were excited to meet her. 
and they each came down different. I think they they all came down once. Yeah, one time. We're, we're Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. And we spent two daughters and a mom. Yeah. And <laughs> a baby mama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was great. It was great. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. They actually, before they left, they gave me a necklace. Yeah. The girls gave me a necklace. So I guess yeah. for me, I was amazed that no one ever questioned me about her being black. Yeah. Never. So, right. so that, that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. And as far as just like a stepmother. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't think the stepmom, yeah. because they're a little older, mm-hmm. so I don't think the stepmom ever became an issue. No, um, I think they just saw me as dad's cool girlfriend. Yeah, absolutely. And they now don't. I think I'm just dad's cool wife. And so, like, we'll message and like I, I yeah. have an independent relationship with the girls. Yeah, uh, I, it's not like it's Danelle Bobby's wife. It's Danelle. And she's cool, and she happens to be married to dad. Yeah, I don't. I don't do this Snapchat or Instagram and all that stuff, Mm-mm. like the girls do. So, yeah, yeah. they they yeah. share. Like just recently, my daughter, youngest daughter, has a boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> she knew about it. Yeah, because they're friends on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, and I didn't know about it. And then she told me about it one. Told me about him one day, and I'm like, Well, how long you had that? She goes, Well, Danelle knew about it. She didn't tell you. <laughs> Yeah. Huh? No. Yeah. Why didn't you tell me? Yeah. So yeah. That's good.